This is a best of edition of Exposing Washington. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie and helping Christians stay informed about government. This puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. Instability is being falsely projected on President Donald Trump. That's what we'll talk about on the show today. Welcome to Exposing Washington on the American Family Radio Network. Glad to have you with us today. AFR.net is our website. That's AFR.net. Go to our website. Check out the American Family Radio Network. Also, when you visit our website, you can check out my podcast page. Just click on the podcast link and you'll see the Exposing Washington podcast page Walker Wildman here with you. Glad to have you with us once again on the show today. We're on social media, YouTube. Just type in Exposing Washington on YouTube. You'll find the channel there. And you can follow me on Twitter. Type in my name, Walker Wildman, on Twitter. And what we're going to talk about today, uh, a couple of different things, but one of the main things I'm going to focus on towards the end of the show is this, this projection of instability on the White House, this projection of instability on President Donald Trump, and whether that projection is accurate or not, whether it's an accurate description to say that President Trump is mentally unstable, he's mentally unfit, he doesn't know what he's doing, this is this is organized chaos in the White House, on and on and on, which is the narrative you get if you... If you listen to the left-wing pundits out there, that's the narrative that you get. And even now, if you listen to some um, so-called conservatives like Joe Walsh, who is uh, running (laughs) against Donald Trump in the Republican primary to the extent that there's a Republican primary, you know, he's out there saying that Donald Trump is unhinged, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll talk about all that. But first, I want to start off talking about the Democrat primary that we have going on, the Democrat presidential primary. And this has just been shocking to listen to these candidates, these whacked out far left socialist, communist, Marxist, whatever you want to call them, these candidates that have no regard for the founding Uh, of our country, the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the principles that our country was founded on, all of that is being left behind, according to these candidates, and they're trying to declare a new future for America. But I want to take us back, because in order to set the stage of this gross intolerance of middle America, which is what's being done by the Democrats, they're, they're projecting their gross intolerance for middle America, I want to take us back to 2016 in New York at a fundraiser when then presidential candidate Hillary Clinton called Donald Trump supporters a basket of deplorables. Clip five, let's listen. You can put 
half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. <laughs> right? The racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, you name it. Well, there you have it. That's uh, the former keyword there, former presidential candidate Hillary Clinton back in 2016. What a... That's not even a gaffe. That's just brutal honesty there. That's what Hillary Clinton and some of the Democrats think of middle America. And really, this goes beyond... I don't want us to get so sidetracked and focused on Donald Trump as a man, as a candidate, as a politician, because this is really not just about, this is not actually has nothing to do with Donald Trump. Calling people who were going to vote for him a basket of deplorables is really calling people who believe in things like the Constitution, specifically the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, People who believe that we need controlled borders, we need legal immigration, not illegal immigration. People who think that we should put American interest first, that we should focus on solving our own problems before we go solving everyone else's problems. Voters who are tired of the status quo in Washington, D.C., the all-talk-and-no-action crowd in Washington, D.C., the voters who are tired of that, that's really who Hillary Clinton was calling the basket of deplorables. So forget Donald Trump. This has nothing to do with him. He just happened to be the face of, the, of that movement at the time. But this is what Democrats think of you and I, of middle America, this is what they've thought of us even before Donald Trump came on the scene. This is what they've thought of us for years, and they're just now saying it in public. Fast forward to today, 2019, and, and Democrat presidential candidate Robert O'Rourke out of Texas, the congressman out of Texas, he was speaking at an event, almost like a restaurant setting where people can ask questions he can answer. And I want you to listen here to clip one, and the audio's not very clear, but do, uh, do your best here to listen to this, and I'll give you uh, the deep breakdown of, of what all was said in the clip. But this is basically an audience member at a Beto O'Rourke rally or event and he's talking about how america needs jesus which i thought we could all agree on let's listen to clip one So we'll, we'll, we'll cut that down there. See, the audio is tough to hear. It's a cell phone video, so the audio is not very good. But I'll, I'll summarize what was said there, and some of it you could hear. 
But this fella, I don't know who he is. I don't know who he votes for. I don't know anything about him. I just know the context of this video is that they're passing the microphone around the room, and here comes this guy that says this, and here's what he says. He says, you know, people want to talk about how America is failing, how America is doing wrong, and he said, really, it's people that are failing, people that are doing wrong. And then he goes on and says, and he says this, America is becoming more and more violent. We have a tendency towards violence. The only thing that can save America is Jesus. And then if I were to have let that clip go on after he says America needs Jesus, then the Beto supporters, the Robert O'Rourke supporters, just start heckling and booing this guy to where basically he has to give up the microphone. And this is really indicative of where our country is at. And it really proves the point that this fellow is saying that America desperately needs Jesus, desperately needs revival amongst the Christian church. And you can't even say that at an event in public because you get booed. And it shows how uncivil our country has become where we don't even allow those that disagree with us to speak. Like, they don't even have, they can't even get the microphone. It used to be in our country where people could speak even if you didn't agree with them. You just let them speak. You let them have their turn, then you get your turn, and, back, and so on and so forth. It's called civility. But we're at a point where there's no more of that. There's no barriers. There's no civility. There's no standards. It's like a free-for-all. Everything's a free-for-all. The last man standing. And that's a dangerous place to be where someone, a Christian, stands up and talks about how our country needs Jesus, and then he gets booed out. And it really takes us back to the Democrat National Convention years ago, not that long ago, but a couple years ago, at the Democrat National Convention when the name God was brought up at the convention and the whole convention booed God out of the convention. And so this is where the modern-day Democrat Party is. This is where they are. Zero tolerance for anyone who dares to disagree with them. Zero tolerance for anyone who dares to disagree with them. And speaking of radical positions... I want to play clip two here, transitioning a little bit, but staying in with the Democrat Party. Stacey Abrams, who is the former uh, gubernatorial candidate in Georgia, she's a Democrat. She went on MSNBC with Chris Hayes, and she brings up the idea, not only the idea, but the policy position that we just need to abolish the Electoral College System. Clip. Uh, let's listen to this clip of Stacey Abrams, clip two. Briefly, final policy question. There's been some calls to get rid of the Electoral College. Uh, there's been some controversy over this week. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez calling for it. The president emailing his supporters about how terrible an idea was. Do you favor that? 
Absolutely. The Electoral College was not designed to make certain that people in small states weren't subject to the tyranny of urban areas. That wasn't the conversation at the time. It was because those in power did not believe that working people had the intellectual capacity right. to directly elect the leader of the free world. We have long passed that time, and it's time for direct election and popular vote. Wow. There you have it. And doesn't she sound so smart? Doesn't she sound so smart? But if you actually know your history, then you know she's flat out wrong. Here's what Stacey Abrams just said to repeat. When asked about whether we should keep the Electoral College, she says the Electoral College was not designed to make sure that certain people in small states, small states weren't subject to the tyranny of urban area. That wasn't the conversation at the time. It was because those in power did not believe that working people had the intellectual capacity to directly elect the leader of the free world. That's what she said. But she is, she is so uninformed on the full context of the debate that surrounded the Electoral College decision. At the time that the Electoral College was decided on, there was intense debate about whether we should just go with the popular vote whether we should go with uh, allowing elected representatives like congressmen and senators to choose the president. There was this back and forth about how we were as a country, how we were going to elect, uh, how we were going to elect our president. And after all of the debate, after all of the argument, after all of the disagreements, they decided that the Electoral College was the way we were going to go as a country. And one of the key points here in the Electoral College was to ensure that every state had a say in who the president is, that there was nationwide consensus, for the most part, about who the president of the United States will be and let me just tell you this. Let me just tell you what our country would look like if you take out the Electoral College system. Then all of the presidential candidates, instead of going to Iowa, New Hampshire, and all these small states, population speaking, all these small states, they would just go to California and New York and Texas, the high population states. And guess who would get left out of the national, who would get left out of the conversation about who's going to be our next president? The rest of the states. The rest of the states would get left behind in the conversation about who's going to be our president. And so this is not about protecting the Republican Party, keeping the Electoral College system to protect conservatives or protect the Republican Party. This is about protecting America. This is about protecting our, whole, our entire country. But to the left, to the Democrats, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what our founding fathers decided on. It doesn't matter about the Constitution. 
It matters about how they can win the next election. And that's the problem. The Democrats are willing to sacrifice anything, even the Constitution, if it means that they win the next election. Speaking about winning the next election, the media has been fantasizing about a recession for the past few months. The pundits have kept, they keep putting out these news stories or these uh, uh, supposed news stories about how that our economy is crashing, the world is ending, a recession is looming, it may be worse than 2008. And that may happen, but I think that this, this so-called upcoming recession is being put on by the media. They're putting this on, and this, dives, this ties directly in with what I really want to talk about the rest of the show, and that is this projection of instability on President Trump. The media and the Democrats have become professionals at projecting fake narratives on President Trump. That's what they do. They project fake narratives on President Trump. They flat out lie to America for their political agenda. What do I mean by that? Let's take the Russia hoax, for example, to start off this, to start off this conversation. You look at the Russia, that fake Russian story, about how Donald Trump colluded with Vladimir Putin to win the 2016 election. That was a big boogeyman that never existed. It literally never happened. There is zero evidence that Russia affected the outcome of the 2016 election. Zero evidence. Did they maybe run some propaganda? Yeah, they ran it on Facebook. Well, shame on Facebook for allowing Russians to run propaganda on their platform. But to somehow think that Vladimir Putin changed the, the voting toll or the voting roll or the count in, in Pennsylvania, who are we kidding? And so the Democrats and the media have, have been professionals at placing false narrative, fake stories on President Trump. And actually, instead of making it fall off like jello, they're making it stick. They actually seem to make it stick at times. And just reading a headline from this week, this is from thehill.com. Listen to this headline. President Trump trails top five 2020 Democrats in a national poll. Reading from the news story. This is from thehill.com. I'll post it on our podcast page. President Trump trails... All five Democrats who have consistently ranked in top pop, top spots in surveys of the 2020 Democrat presidential race, according to a new Quinnipiac University poll. The newest survey shows Donald Trump falling behind former Vice President Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and Kamala Harris, each by double digits. Biden leads Trump by 16 points. Sanders leads Trump by 14 points, so on and so forth. How many times did we see this headline in 2015 and 2016? It was every week where the media was pushing these alleged credible news polls, these credible polls that show that likely voters choose Hillary Clinton over Donald Trump in North Carolina. 
So they continue to push what we now know was a completely fake narrative because this, these polls are out of proportion. They're, they're, they're way off. The, the different standards that they use to form these polls are so biased, so unreliable, but the media circles back around three years later, 2019, heading into the 2020 election cycle, and they're already pushing the narrative that Donald Trump is going to lose to the Democrat in 2020. And so it makes you wonder, at what point are these people going to lose their credibility? Because every time they get it wrong. They get it wrong about our country's going into a recession. They get it wrong about Donald Trump's going to lose to Hillary Clinton. They get it wrong that Donald Trump colluded with the Russians. They get it wrong all the time, but they keep pumping out the propaganda. That's because they really really don't care about getting it right. They care about the propaganda machine and keeping the propaganda going. Speaking of propaganda, I want to play clip three here. This is Cindy McCain. Oh, Walker Wildman, you're going to start talking about the widow of John McCain and you're going to criticize her. She opened herself up to this. Cindy McCain went on ABC this week and she's talking about how she can't believe that our country is under Donald Trump, and this is not the, the party of Lincoln or Reagan. Let's listen to how horrible our country's uh, position is. Let's listen to clip three, Cindy McCain. This party is not the party of Abraham Lincoln that I've seen anyway, nor the party of Ronald Reagan. We're the ones that are, you should be nonpartisan. We're the ones that should be working for the good of all. I believe this pendulum is going to swing back. Um, I don't know when, but I just don't believe that we're going to stick right here on the side that's just disruptive and mean and non-progressive in any way. I mean, there's two ways it can go. It can swing back and mm -hmm. move towards civility like you're talking about, or so. it can be a, a reaction in the opposite direction. Right. That, yeah. You know, it, it's kind of more incivility, right. hitting back, hitting back and counterpunching, as, as the well, president I, likes to say. I mean, our country is, is not well right now. We're not... You know, we need, we need to get our act together, number one, and step back and take a breath. Um, you know, this country's made up of immigrants. We're made up of people of every color, every creed, and that's what makes us special. And to somehow side up black and white or brown and white or whatever it may be is just wrong. It's not who we are. That is, that is, that's hilarious. This is propaganda, folks. This is Cindy McCain, who's leveraging the fact that she's John McCain's widow, the widow of John McCain, the, the wife of John McCain. She's leveraging that to push this propaganda that Donald Trump is, is, is dividing our country. You want to know who's dividing our country? The Democrats are. The Democrats are master dividers. That's what they do. Their entire campaigning their entire political agendas rely solely on the dividing up of classes of people. It's called class warfare. George Soros, Bill Ayers, others, you know this. We've talked about it before. Other, peoples have talk, other people have talked about this. The Democrats thrive 
off of dividing people up into these small groups of people, and then they pit them all against each other. That's why they're calling Donald Trump a racist. Hillary Clinton calls President Trump supporters basket of deplorables. They continue to push the race card. So why is Cindy McCain basically casting a shadow on Donald Trump, a cloud on Donald Trump, as if he's the big problem with our country, when the Democrats are the one are the ones that are tearing our country apart. They're pushing this fake story that Donald Trump colluded with the Russians. They're pushing this fake narrative that our country's about to go into a deep recession because of Donald Trump. They're pushing these fake stories that the tariffs are hurting American consumers. They're pushing the, all these fake stories. Donald Trump's a racist. That's dividing our country, pushing fake news stories out to the public and this propaganda pits Americans against each other. And a fella can't even go to a Democrat campaign event and talk about Jesus without getting booed out. That's divisive. But here Cindy McCain is, being all righteous, talking about that the Republican Party now is not the party of Abraham Lincoln and the party of Ronald Reagan. Talk about how President Donald Trump's politics are disruptive. And I'll tell you what, President Trump's politics are disruptive, but I think that's a good thing because our country was being run by the late Senator John McCain, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, George Bush, the first and the second. Our country's been run by Bill Clinton, been run by all these people for the last 30 years. And guess where our country's gone? Our country's gone nowhere but backwards. We're getting beat on trade. We're getting flooded with illegal immigrants on our southern border. The unemployment rate was high, 8, 9, 10%. And then President Trump comes on the scene. It's down at 3.7%, highest unemployment rate in decades. And all of a sudden, Donald Trump's the problem. All of a sudden, Donald Trump's the problem. I want to play clip four here. This is Rick Tyler, who actually used to work for the Cruz campaign. I met him once or twice. This is Rick Tyler on MSNBC pushing fake propaganda about how the Republican Party is dead. Clip four. Let's listen. You know, on issue after issue after issue, the, the, the Republican Party's what it used to say it stood for. It just it doesn't stand for those things anymore. The Republican Party is, as far as I can tell, is 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 gone, dead, and buried. It's probably never coming back. That's so that's Rick Tyler, who was fired from the Ted Cruz campaign. And now he's a paid, you know, commentator on MSNBC, which is fine. Do whatever you want. But he's pushing the fake propaganda that the Republican Party is dead. Donald Trump has buried the Republican Party. The Republican Party is done for. The conservative movement is done for. But if you look at the numbers... Donald Trump, the Republican Party under Donald Trump is bringing in millions upon millions more than it's ever brought in before. That's because some people in our country actually like what Donald Trump is doing. Exposing Washington on the American Family Radio Network. Check out our website, AFR.net. We'll see you next week.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.